0: Jeez.
1: Recorded live.
0: What's good? What's good? What's good, everybody? Welcome back to The Underground for another episode. Episode 11 of Area 21, The Underground Takedown. As always, it's your boy King Friday. Black Butterfly and A. Millie are here with me as usual. Say what's up. Um, what's it's episode now? 12, it?
1: Right? Huh? It's episode 12,
0: it? Right? Yeah, it's episode
1: oh, it's 12. 11. You said it's episode 12.
0: I did. I thought I said episode
1: twelve. <laughs> no, you said eleven.
0: <laughs> Dang, my bad. Um, this is episode twelve then.
1: <laughs>
0: but um yeah, I I don't know. Episode eleven is on my mind. It was like a really, really deep uh episode. So Yeah, we were just mind. talking about it, that's why. But yeah. Uh, it's episode yeah.
1: twelve, Charlie. We on the come
0: up. Bet that. So, um, Let's hop into it. Uh first. Definitely gotta give some shout outs. Shout out to uh Black Butterfly for getting through that birthday. If y'all didn't see uh yeah, she was uh had the Fly Girl Fashions and the Area Twenty One podcast had Instagram lit up with them uh with that photo shoot setting the thirst traps for everybody. Yeah,
1: them thirst traps. Yeah, you ho- set it out, man.
0: <laughs> <even got> <laughs> Yeah, so uh, head on over to the Area 21 Podcast uh, Instagram page. That's at Area21Podcast at the area, not the area, area the number 21 podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and also Area21Podcast.com, and you can see the thirst traps if you want to. Um, Moving right along, Uh, we definitely got to uh, say rest in power to 15-year-old Jordan Edwards. Yeah. Uh, over the yeah. weekend I believe he was shot and as, as him and some friends were leaving a house party and an officer who has yet to be named but has been fired uh, decided that he wanted to pull out his rifle and um, shoot into a car that was leaving away which they at first tried to say that officer felt threatened because the car was coming towards them but that ended up being a lie because they looked at the body cam footage so shout out to the body cam for telling the truth but as in mostly all these cases the video never lies and people still walk so he's gotten fired and I definitely just uh, I hate to have to use this moment for this but I just have to remind everyone according to killedbypolice.net as of right now as of March 3rd, 2017, and I checked this a little after 5 o'clock, there were 387 people killed by police so far in 2017. And according Man. to uh, the Washington Post website that they use where they keep track of it, they have 333. So they're off by about 50. Um, but po- killedbypolice.net, I think, counts all police shoot- killing and uh, police shooting uh, incidences. So that may be why it's up by 50. Um, And then also on the back end of that, more news involving uh, black people getting killed by police. Uh, Alton Sterling's police, they decided that they weren't going to get charged down in Louisiana. Um, But Walter Scott shooter uh, Slager pled guilty to civil rights charges that were brought by the Department of Justice, which could mean he could go to jail. Or he could get served no time because it's federal charges. So he didn't really plead guilty to murder. He basically pled guilty to basically like using excessive force and violation of a person's civil rights. So uh, we'll wait for the sentence sent by the judge to see what actually happens to that. But definitely just want to remind everybody got to stay vigilant, man. They're still out here shooting us. Uh, and for no apparent reason. Like this motherfucker pulled out a rifle at a teenage house party that got called the police that the police got called on and decided to pull out a rifle and shoot into a car that's driving away. Like this is uh all right, not gonna go on a rant. Um but in more uh great news of Fuck you to a couple of people, a white Alabama town has uh, been allowed by a judge to segregate their schools. I'm not going to put too much into this because this is our home state, and it's just disappointing. But it's in a place that we all know, you know, this shit goes down. It's in it's Birmingham in Jeff, Jeffco, Jefferson County. Um, another affluent white suburb uh, decided that they wanted to take their children out of the school system in that county and put them in their own school system. So, it's white people celebrating uh, resegregation. I think it's. A, I think uh, you know. Honestly, it's. I, I think it's happening, happening more and more and more places. And it might be a good thing for black people. If they really like, for the white people who want to be away from black people, let them get a, Get a, let, them, let them. go. Bye. Goodbye. Um. But yeah, that shit happened too. But in positive motherfucking news. Um, and I'm going to get you all's opinion on it because I don't, you know, I want y'all to be uplifted. Because uh, a couple of weeks ago, everybody was complaining about uh, our boy, uh, Barack Obama, the honorable uh, former president, Barack Obama, about him getting, I think, was, what was it, $400,000 400, or $500,000 for doing the speech to Wall Street, which, like, why the fuck you mad because the man getting his money? He like, Bill yeah. O'Reilly, bitch ass, get to take twenty five mil. Uh, you know what I'm saying, assault sexually assaulting people and he get to go sit at the house and ain't nobody say shit about that. But Barack Obama wanna go get half a meal to talk to some motherfuckers and y'all wanna Man fuck y'all. I'm not talking to y'all, you know who I'm talking to. But uh so in further shut the fuck up white people news, uh the Obamas are donating two million dollars to a Southside Summer Jobs program and this article came out there and I'm reading this from C N N politics. Uh, former president barack obama and former first lady michelle obama announced a new financial commitment to the south side of chicago tuesday the eventual home of obama's presidential library michelle and i will personally donate two million dollars to our summer jobs programs here in the community so that right away people can get to work and we can start providing opportunity for them obama said noting that the center itself will not open for four more years we can't afford to wait four years to start working together, and so what Michelle and I want to do is start now, Obama said, citing the issue of violence in Chicago. The former first couple joined Chicago Mayor Rahm Emanuel and community leaders for a community event which included a casual roundtable discussion on the Obama Presidential Center. The Center will be built in Chicago's Jackson Park, and Obama estimated that the center itself will create two hundred to three hundred jobs, adding the study show it will ultimately generate fourteen to fifteen hundred jobs uh because of you know construction and another 2000 uh and overall economic development of the area uh, he showed some plans for it um and he said he he said he wanted to have different parts inside of the uh presidential library but it will be a cons- it's a it's a center so it will be a museum that's shaped like a lantern and it will serve both as a presidential library library as well as the headquarters for the obama uh foundation and he said he wanted to have stuff in there like a studio where he can invite his famous friends like Spike Lee or Steven Spielberg to come and do workshops on how to make films around the stories that young activists are working on, as well as a music recording studio where he can invite Chance the Rapper or Bruce Springsteen, depending on your taste, to come here and talk about how you can record music that has social commentary and meaning. So, Barack Obama is out here just saying all the right shit and pissing uh, pissing white people off. I love it. Um, hey, Millie, what you got to say about it?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, he's forever gonna do that. I mean, let him be. I, I just, I just feel it's like they always come at him with with some bullshit. He ain't even in office no more. I mean, let him be. Let him do what he wanna do. He ain't got he 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 has no control over anything anymore. Let him be. That's all I got to say. <laughs>
0: Y'all heard that. Y'all better y'all better leave him alone. That is what A. Miller said. Like, let it be. Um, Black Butterfly. Um,
1: I definitely agree. I definitely feel like um whatever he does, someone is gonna have an issue with it no matter how positive it is. So, you know, I guess just let the haters continue to talk and, you know, former, the honorable former President Barack Obama and his lovely wife, Michelle, they'll continue to walk the walk. They said that when they left the office that their work was not done. They took them a long vacation. They done been skiing shy. They done been writing books and on islands and all of this, and they've come back ready to work. So they have uh, upheld their word, and I'm very, very proud of them um, for getting, you know, right back to work and starting with implementing a program um, such as donating, you know, $2 million of his personal money uh, for this Chicago summer job program. I know that's something, you know, near and dear being that that's where the both of them are from, um, if I'm not mistaken, and I really feel like um, a reason for a lot of the violence and things that occur in Chicago is because of lack of um, opportunity um, amongst Layers of other, you know, issues, but a lot of it definitely stems from um, economical issues. And it's kind of like a dog eat dog, you know, world. Like, if I ain't got it, I'm going to get it from you, you know, so, because it's just not opportunities there for young people or things for them to do to keep them out of getting um, involved in gang violence and other and teen pregnancies and drugs and whatever other issues. So I definitely commend them. Hats off to them. I'm very proud of them. I will always be proud of them, and they, in my eyes, will always be the best president and first lady that this country has ever seen, and I don't know if anyone would be able to talk that, so my hat's off to them. I
0: agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah, I do. Uh, So, yeah, I'm still, I I was looking at more of the article, and, um, Michelle Obama has said that she's still on her mission for girls' education, so shout out to her for that um especially see she, she kind of they say she kind of hinted at it when she tweeted something about it. She was basically saying especially girls' education because uh Cheeto just recently took out um i guess like the funding for her initiative that she started he like he got rid of that, so she has assured us that she's going to stay on their mission. I just think they're just so graceful. I'm just glad. I'm just glad that, you know, they got through their eight years and now they're going to live their best life. And I'm I'm just glad that they're allowing us to live through them. I think that's the good the, the, the best yeah. part about the Obama and the, the Obamas and their family. Like, they're, and this is my new theory, I just created this, but you know how the Cosby were like the quintessential black family to us? You yeah. know, it just as us growing up, and I'm glad that there's a there's an entire generation of kids and including like us, because like we we were able to live through it and like they're the new embodiment of like that perfect family like they're just awesome, they got two dogs, they got two beautiful daughters that are smart, and they're amazing people so i like they're the new Cosbys to me since they you know what I'm saying, we can't even watch the Cosby show no damn more, thanks to you know, all the all the shit that's going down, but I mean, put the Cosby's back on fucking TV, people. Like, come on, please, just the TV show. Not even, not even like the 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 the, the older one when all the kids were gone, when it was just him and uh, him and Claire. They owned, like the the what was it, a floral shop or
1: something? I don't
0: know. What was it? Did y'all ever even see even that? I don't even remember. Yeah, I it, I'm beyond. It, I don't even it, remember. Yeah, it it no, it was, but it came on. This was like in like the mid to late '90s. It was it was called Just Cosby, but it was when he ran. He it, him and Claire. Oh, uh, the dude, not Dougie Fresh, the rapper, but the actor Dougie Fresh. Oh, He was yeah, the dude from uh, yeah. the dude from uh, Cool Runnings. He, yeah, he lived, I know. He does lived that. in the house with him. And they own like a floral shop or something on the yeah. corner. Or something. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I
1: know you. Yeah. About I don't
0: that. have to ha- Yeah. I, I don't have to have it. that one back. I don't have to have that one back. I just want the original one with all the kids when Rudy was little and Bud used to come over to the house. That's all I want. Yeah.
1: That's
0: all I fucking want. Those old
1: good shows. Please. I ain't- we had a lot Bounce of Bounce TV. Good
0: shows. Bounce TV. Bounce TV be having a throwback, so I I need Bounce yeah, TV to uh do that. And if y'all, you know what I'm saying, if anybody listening wants to, you know, help us bring back all the old shows, not just the comedy show. there's a bunch of old shit that you know what I'm saying, they just don't play no more. I want that shit. Don't come telling me about no fucking Netflix and all that shit. I got all that shit. I ain't got time to look for it. I want this shit to come on TV like regular shit. Bring back that old shit. Like, give us our version of Nick at Night. I fucks with the splat though. Nickelodeon, y'all did that shit right. I fucks with the splat 123%. Um, But, yeah, hit us up on our Instagram, our Twitter, our Facebook, at Area21Podcast. That's Area, the number 21 podcast, and also on Area21Podcast.com. But uh, now it's time for my favorite segment, the urban landscape. And uh, this week's strain is Lemon Skunk. And, of course, I'm getting my information from Leafly.com. One of the strain highlights is Lemon Skunk was conceived from two separate yeah, two separate skunk phenotypes to display exceptionally zesty lemon traits. has a skunky citrus flavor that draws you in immediately, and the happy energetic buzz will shake you out of any funk. Uh, DNA genetics has developed lemon skunk as a great strain for combating depression and stress. Uh, and in my personal review, it does all of that. It is a very good, it's a, it's a hybrid, but it's a sativa-dominant hybrid. Uh, So it does give you that head high, keeps you happy, keeps you uplifted, uh, and it's relaxing. Yeah, it's a good thing. Uh, And in Marijuana News and a good fuck you to Jeff Sessions, Congress decided not to give Jeff Sessions a motherfucking dime to go after medical marijuana laws. I'm reading this from the Huffington Post. So oh, uh, shout out to Congress for telling Jeff Sessions, "Uh, fuck you for trying to get any of the money uh, to go after any of the states that are growing medical marijuana." So shout out to Congress for that. Because Jeff Sessions was out here talking that dumb shit, talking about, uh, you know, good people don't smoke marijuana. Pot is only slightly less awful than heroin. This, this motherfucker. This Keebler elf looking motherfuckers out here wilding the fuck out. So, shout out to Congress for saying, um, no, because they understand they're making money off this shit. I'm telling y'all. federal government makes like a little over a billion dollars in taxes that these motherfucking businesses are paying, even though marijuana is illegal. So, the feds know what's fucking good for them. So, uh, fuck you to Jeff Sessions, the Keebler elf. I'm positive. Uh, news uplifting uh, news unintended. Mexico's lower house approves medical uses of cannabis. I'm getting this information from Leafly.com. Uh, Mexico's lower house overwhelmingly passed a bill on Friday approving the use of marijuana for medicinal purposes. Uh, the latest in a series of legal changes and court rulings that have somewhat relaxed cannabis laws in Mexico. Uh, it passed with a 374 to 7 vote uh, with 11 abstentions I don't know what that means. I'm going to have to look that up. Uh, that allows growing marijuana for medicinal or scientific purposes. It uh, now goes to President Enrique Peña Nieto to be signed into law. I you know, like the Spanish that I speak. Of course. I'm fluent. I can see it on paper, but I don't know what it means. So, um, Starting last year, they began granting permits to some patients to letting, letting some patients import medical uh, marijuana products. Uh, they've also decriminalized small amounts of marijuana and issued several permits for people to cultivate and possess pot for personal use. Uh, they said they, they did that because uh, they're not ready to do, like, blanket laws that would be applicable to, like, everybody. Like, you know, everybody can grow weed. Um, and they also put a limit on 1% THC or less it would be legal to buy, sell, import, and export uh, for, as far as concentrations. Um but they uh, Mexico said they're doing that to you know they're doing that instead of the war on drugs. They realize that the war on drugs doesn't work, so you know start decriminalizing and they'll cut down on the illicit activities connected with illegal drug dealing. Which you know marijuana is not a drug. You just have to do it illegally because y'all made it illegal. The fucking thing. Um, and to kind of piggyback off of last week's episode to finish off the urban landscape as we got, we got really deep into uh, the talk about depression and mental illness. Um, and so this week, uh, coming from com, I got uh, an article about the best cannabis strains for treating depression. Uh, this is, of course, coming from Leasley, like I said. Uh, whether or not you agree with it, a lot of people choose to self-medicate depression symptoms with cannabis. Recent studies even, su- even suggested a link between depression and the body's endocannabinoid system. Which would help explain why so many favor cannabis over legal pharmaceutical alternatives, often appeals pills. Um, so you may think that any you know, any old frame will, will work and you know for a lot of people without legal access to it, uh this mental this mentality may not even be a choice. So, you know, you can't get but what 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 the distributor got. Uh but if you have a choice, uh access to the different spans between Indica and Sativa, you may have noticed that some of the strains are in fact better suited for depression symptoms, and then they go into talking about why. But I'm gonna go ahead and jump into the strains, and these are a couple of different little symptoms, and just as you know, these are just recommendations from Leafly. Uh, cannabis strains to to help improve your mood: Jack Herer and Pineapple Express and Harlequin. Cannabis strains to combat fatigue and disinterest: uh Tonic, hj XJ13 strains to help curb anxiety, lavender, sour tsunami strains to help address appetite loss, granddaddy purple, lemon kush strains to help battle insomnia, blackberry kush, tahoe og kush uh and you can find more strains on leafly.com uh that's one good thing about leafly is if you uh, if you know the names of the strains, uh you can actually type them in and it pulls up the all of the information for it. And also, they have lists of different strains that, you know, like mood-enhancing, anti-anxiety, hunger-inducing, all those good things. Um, oh so yeah, that'll about do it for this week's Urban Landscape. But real quick, i got to let y'all know this week's Urban Landscape and all of the Urban Landscapes from here on out are uh, sponsored by Seedsmen.com. Uh, We do have to let you know. Germination and cultivation of cannabis seeds is illegal in most countries. Seasman.com sells seeds as collectible genetic preservation souvenirs for adults. Please check relevant local laws before ordering. It's my drift. This is one of the most awesome websites I've ever been to. Seasman.com. you can go there. You can buy seeds. They will ship them to you. You also get free seeds when you order seeds, and these are seeds from over 1,500 banks and breeders around the world, 1,500 uh-huh. different strains. Uh, and they also have vape pens, uh, CBD oils, different accessories, pipes, novelty items, things of that nature. So check out Uh Just head on over to Area21Podcast.com and click on the Seasoning link at the bottom of the page. And that
1: will Hello? do it for this week's Urban Landscape. Yo, what happened? Hello?
0: Hello? Yeah, I'm here. I think Marissa fell off. Hello? Alright, you here. She keeps saying hello. Yeah. She on the line. What, she
1: clicked
0: over? Alright, she ain't on here no more. Um. She ain't charged her phone up.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Alright, she back on you
1: now. Okay. I, I think all you got to do is finish saying and that concludes the urban landscape. Like that last part because that's when she yeah cut off yeah i don't
0: know what happened all right uh and that'll conclude this week's urban landscape so now we gonna um head on over to fashion Ave and let black butterfly get us fly as usual what's up with fashion black butterfly
1: all right, girls. Hey, y'all. It's your girl, Black Butterfly of Fly Girl Fashions. You know, I have a passion for fashion, so I'm coming at you with what's hot on the street so I can keep your face beat and your clothes, shoes, and hair on fleek. Um, so first and foremost, of course, I have got to talk about the Met Gala. Um, this is probably one of the biggest fashion um, events of the year. And for you guys that aren't familiar with the Met Gala, I'm actually going to provide for you some information about the background and, and how it came to be and also what this year's theme is. So let's jump right into it. Met Gala 2017, What You Need to Know About Fashion's Party of the Year. And this article is cur- courtesy of CNNStyle.com. On May 1st, New York's Metropolitan Museum of Art opens its doors for the Met Gala, the annual invitation-only fundraiser, to benefit the museum's Costume Institute and launch a party for its spring exhibition. While it's easy enough to enjoy a parade of designer dresses from the red carpet, a little context goes a long way. Here's what you need to know about fashion's most important party. Has the Met Gala always been a big deal? To the Costume Institute, yes, it's the only curatorial department at the Met that has to finance its own activities, and the gala is its biggest fundraiser. The event was initially named the Party of the Year, but it's only relatively recently that it fulfilled that promise. From 1948 to 1971, the benefit wasn't pegged to an exhibition and was held off-site at the Waldorf Astoria or the Rainbow Room. Guests, mostly New York society types, indulged in fine dining, and were entertained by skits, raffles, and pageants of models in historic costume, according to the museum's records. Former Vogue editor Diana Breland brought new glamour to the costume institute when she joined as a consultant in nineteen seventy two. Breland created some of the most ambitious and heavily publicized exhibitions in its history and used the gala as an opportunity to inaugurate them. Her themes were exotic and far reaching, the glory of Russian costume, La Belle Époque, The word of Bas- uh, Balenciaga, and no detail was ignored. Chanel's 1924 fragrance, Cure de Rosé, uh, uh, a.k.a. Russian Leather, was pumped through the glory of Russian costume, for example. The galas became launch parties for the exhibition, where designers, industry insiders, and fashionable celebrities turned out in full force. This year's ex- excuse me. This year's exhibition is dedicated to 74-year-old Japanese designer Rei Kawakabu, and I hope I'm saying all this stuff right in French and Japanese. Um, one of the fashion's most revered creative visionaries, she founded the avant-garde label Comme des Garçons, which is French for "like some boys," in 1969, and was part of a cohort of radical Japanese designers to debut in Paris in the early 1980s. For decades, she served as a source of inspiration to creators across disciplines. In 2010, Edward Enifu, the soon-to-be new editor of British Vogue, told another magazine she proved that you could be an outsider and still be influential, that you could follow your instincts and still make a difference. In that same issue, Bjork cited her as proof that it is possible to be that brave, that it is possible to keep one's integrity. Throughout her career, Kawakabu has stricken to create new aesthetics, defying norms about what clothing and the body should look like. She quotes, going around museums and galleries, seeing films, talking to people, seeing new shops, looking at silly magazines, taking an interest in the activities of people in the street, looking at art, traveling, all these things are not useful. She wrote in a 2013 manifesto for System Magazine, I only can wait for the chance for something completely new to be born within myself. So that's a little background about the Met Gala, guys. I know I learned a lot. Um, and just researching this. Um, So, again, the theme for the 2017 Met Gala is dedicated to the 74-year-old Japanese designer, Rei Kawakabu. Um, And if you definitely want to see some pictures from the Met Gala 2017, we have plenty for you to take a gander at um, on our At Air 21 podcast page. Um, area21pockets.com, as well as um, our Facebook pages. Um, I uploaded some of my favorites, and I must say these are some of the most unique and beautiful dresses and costume I have seen thus far at the Met Gala. Um, some of my favorites include Holly Berry, um, Janelle Monet, Blake Lively, Cassie, um, Rita Ora, and definitely Zendaya, Nicki Minaj, as well as Lala, and a few others. And if you want to go ahead and take a look at these gorgeous, gorgeous dresses and costumes worn by these A-list celebrities, please go ahead and take a look at our at Area 21 podcast platform so that you can see what fashion came out to play this year at the 2017 Met Gala. Moving on, Beyonce is a work of art in a fiery red cello gown, and this article is courtesy of Essence.com. The star stepped out for the inaugural wearable art gala, and we can't get over her stunning red gown. If we didn't know any better, we'd think that Beyonce was trying to break the Internet yet again. The superstar's pregnancy style continues to cause plenty of conversation, and this weekend was no different as she stepped out for her mother, Tina Lawson's inaugural wearable art gala. Queen Bey's pregnancy style has been top-notch, to say the least. She kept the momentum going for the event with a flowing red cello gown, red platforms, and a show-stopping floral headpiece. Beyonce took to her Instagram to share photos and congratulate her mother on a successful event. I am super proud of my beautiful mother for creating such an awesome event. Close to $1 million was raised for the Waco Theater Center to benefit young people through their mentorship programs and the arts, she wrote. We think it's safe to say that Queen Bey is helping to lay the blueprint for what truly fabulous pregnancy style looks like, Work bay. Um And I will upload some pictures for you guys so that you can see this masterpiece of an outfit that she wore for her mothers in our, um, in our girl wearable art gala. Um, I thought it was pretty nice. Um, she's definitely continue, uh, continued to slay throughout her pregnancy. You had some people making memes and kind of making fun of her little outfit, but you know, it's avant-garde, it's different, it's a costume, it was meant to be kind of show-stopping and eye-catching, so people that under, don't understand it, of course, they're going to think it's funny, but, you know, let us know what you think. So I have some pictures uploaded for you of Beyonce's outfit, and um, I definitely want to congratulate her mother as well um, for creating such an awesome event. Again, over $1 million was raised, and it is to benefit young people through the, through the mentorship programs and the arts. And lastly, we're going to go ahead and go over to summer trend forecasting, Um, We got through April, you know, April showers, bringing May flowers, and so we're heading on into that summertime sun. I hope you guys are getting your bodies ready. Lord knows I'm trying to, although it's hard. So to kind of get us prepared, I um, pulled an article from whowhatwhere.com, and it's called Summer Trend Forecasting. And I got five pieces, you guys, that you guys are probably going to see all over, and you might want to snag so you can be in trend for the summer season. Let's jump right into it. Fashion-obsessed or not, it's clear that trends come in two massive waves, spring, summer, and fall, winter. This means that by the time spring actually rolls around, everyone jumps on the coolest new trends and wears them tirelessly. But what about summer? It kind of gets cheated in a way, don't you think? All this reporting is done on what to wear from the latest spring collections, and some of the most incredible summer trends get lost in the shuffle. Well, not anymore. Summer trends deserve just as much of the spotlight as spring spring trends do. After sifting through some of the most talked-about collections of the season, we decided that there are five trends every fashion girl needs to know about for two reasons. They're extremely stylish, and you're about to see them all over the fashion community if you haven't already. From translucent pink sunnies to a whole new kind of full print, get ready to shop the season ahead in just five festive trends. Trend one, bottomless bags. Designers have redefined the idea of oversized carry-offs and have churned out handbags that are massive and in trend for summer. Item two, street suits. Strut your stuff by mixing and matching swimsuits with regular everyday clothing to step it up a notch. Item three, blooming slides. Flat sandals with 3D flowers are infiltrating the high and low fashion markets. Swap your boring slides for a blooming pair instead. Item 4, translucent sunnies. Pink translucent sunnies are all the way for this summer. Grab a rosy pear and see pink all lumber, excuse me, grab a rosy pear and see pink all summer long. And last but not least, item 5, tropical frocks. Floral prints this season have evolved and morphed into murals consisting of brighter, bolder, more tropical patterns and colors. Whether you are on a vacation or not, a tropical dress will make them stop and stare. So there you go, ladies. Those are the five summer trends forecasting to be hot, hot, hot for the summer. And just to give you a brief overview again, they are bottomless bags, street swimsuits that you mix and match with, with everyday clothing such as jeans, blooming slides, translucent sunglasses, in particular the pink color, and tropical frocks. And that'll do it for the Fly Girl Fashion segment of the Area 21 podcast. I'll upload some pictures of these trends as well as the other items I mentioned, such as Beyonce's outfit to our Area 21 platform. And if you want to know more about style and what's in trend, make sure you follow me at Fly Girl Fashions. That's F-L-Y-Y-G-I-R-L Fashions on Facebook, Instagram. And I'm out.
0: That is what's up. Do it every week, every week. Every week, consistency is key, people, trying to keep y'all ready. She already told you about summer, it, We ain't even made it to Memorial Day. So y'all better not be out here wearing the same old goddamn, uh, I don't know, I don't know.
1: Timberland boots.
0: <laughs> I don't want to say the same thing because it, 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 it was a it's bunch so funny of things. when you say that. It was a bunch of things back in the day that folks just shouldn't have even made of style. If you still out here wearing them clear Air Force Ones, mm-mm. Matter of fact, all of these clear shoes y'all trying to bring back, knowing goddamn well you can't go nowhere because your feet sweat and now your shit fogged up and you trying to look cute, negative. Negative, <laughs> hey now,
1: negative. I have some
0: clear shoes. <laughs> you got some clear shoes? <laughs> no, you got, you, hold on, hold on, hold on.
1: You got the one where
0: it's like a whole shoe?
1: Well, okay, they're like booties, so it's like a peep toe booty, and they're clear, and they have like a chunky clear heel. They're cute, I promise, but it might it might be a little steam coming out of Based on what crazy. you
0: described, that's not the shoe I'm talking about because first okay. off, it's a peep toe. I'm talking <laughs> about a whole clear clothes shoe that make your feet sweat. You seen them. I think, I don't know, I think, I don't nah, know. Nah, I know I'm, what you're talking about. I ain't trying to I, be
1: like they got them. I they, got them the
0: they got them in boots. They got them in boots all the way down but the whole toe is closed and I'm just saying look <laughs> that's just one of the things that we just need to let go as a trend because I mean, everybody's feet don't work the same. <laughs> you know, everybody <laughs> don't put your feet in, look no, negative. Um. So yeah, hey Millie, we we finna cop this squad. Let us let us know what's going on in entertainment because I know it's probably plenty. I know it's got to be plenty.
1: Oh yes, what's going on, everybody? As you know, it's another week um of the sip and sit because you know I have to spill the tea for y'all. I mean, hey. I, I I mean, I have the gift of gab, so why not give it to you, what I know? Now, first, we're going to start off with this story. Now, Joe Budden is really coming for these new rappers, y'all, even though he is a one-hit wonder. Y'all know that song I'm talking about, Pump, Pump, Pump It Up. Well, <laughs> the old man is coming for Little Yachty now. He now Lil Yachty was recently on his new show called Everyday Struggle that features opinions from the one hit wonder and DJ Academic. Lil Yachty started talking about his music and upcoming album. That that's when Joe Budden starts to go in on the little brother. Now he talks about how he approached his album differently and so forth. You know, just basically just telling him how he made his album. But things went into a different direction when Lil Yachty stated that he wakes up every day and he's happy all the time. That's when the one-hit wonder, Joe Budden, says, you can't tell me you wake up every day happy 24-7 because to say that, you are lying. So Lil Yachty claps back and says, when you come from living in a dorm room with no clothes, no girls, no cars, and then you go from having three cars, girls, and money, you can't help but be genuinely happy all the time. That is what you're moving into, like, a positive direction. Now, there's a video that is going around on um, all the social media platforms where you can actually see Joe Button Joe going off on Lil Yachty, but let me tell you this, Joe Budden needs to really have several seats, because first he's coming at Drake, now he's coming at Lil Yachty, he came at Troy Ave, and then he got his girlfriend, since Santana, like all in the comments on the shade room trying to really... Um, back him up. I mean, y'all need to have several seats because, number one, Lil Yachty was invited to the Met Gala. I didn't see Joe Button there. So, Joe Button, I'm going to need for you to have a sip, and you need to sit on down because you're doing the most, and you're still a one-hit wonder. So, um, you know, once you get back out there, when you have a successful album, again, if you ever do, then you can probably talk your little junk. But for right now, you need to go ahead and sit on down, have several seats. But moving on, guys, Um, I mean, your favorite girl has now jumped the broom. That's right. Skylar Diggins is now officially off the market. The WNBA t- star tied the knot this past weekend with her longtime boyfriend, Daniel Smith, in Chicago. And I am so sorry to all the guys who kind of like Photoshop their picture and Skylar's picture, because I have, like, an Instagram friend that he does that. So I know he's probably really um, taking it hard, and I know some guys are, but, you know, congrats to Skylar Diggins. She looks beautiful in her wedding dress. And um, make sure you just go to her Instagram page and um, just show her some love, because she is now officially off the market. There will be two new biopics that are there will be two new biopics that are scheduled to premiere later this year. According to the Jasmine brand, one is about the 90s group Escape, which is set to premiere this year or sometime in early 2018. Now, the film is based on the group's rise to fame. Now, the other film is said to be produced by Jermaine Dupri. Now, I have to go back this first um biopic is going to be on um T V one. And the second one, what I'm getting ready to um talk about is going to be produced by none other than Rat the Queen of Red Chip Mondays, Mona Scott Young. But the first film is said to be produced by Jermaine Dupri, And also the group teamed up with Mona Scott, like I just stated. Um, And she will produce the authorized escape biopic, which is going to feature all the original members of the group, like Candy and um, and Tiny and the other two original um, members. But the group also addressed that the biopic that TV1 is doing, they um, are not pleased with that, and they didn't give um, their uh, rights for that to happen. So – but they also say that they are excited about working with Mona Scott Young and um, and that the recent announcement of the other biopic was basically disrespectful and disappointing. So um, just be on the lookout for that coming out. Well, the authorized one, I guess, that um, Mona Scott is producing. So be on the lookout for that in the next couple of months or early next year. Now, the real tee he 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 for the night is that another woman, not one, but another one, is claiming to be pregnant by Drake. TMZ is reporting that Sophie Broussau, a former porn star who was seen hanging out with Drake after he split with J-Lo, they were seen in, like, a little um, restaurant or something. You could see it. Um, the picture of them together. She's claiming that she is not the and that she has the text messages to prove that she is being impregnated by Drake. And of course, you know Drake is denying all the allegations. But when TMZ reached out to Drake's rep, they said that the um, the woman is very questionable and that she has admitted to having. Um, multiple relationships. Now the rep went on to say that the ex porn star had sex with another big rapper at the same time as Drake, but they didn't say who the who the big time rapper was. But they did say, you know, she did sleep with Jake Drake allegedly. So, um, you know, I don't know. It's it, it's just too many women that are coming up saying they're pregnant by a Drake. Drake, I, bro, I'm gonna need for you to either wrap it up or you 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 need to do something. To start having sex with these women because they're claiming you. They're claiming that you' knocking them up. You might have some little um champagne poppies running around or champagne um little girls running around. Now you better mm-hmm. wrap it up. Now if another one come out, then I am i I think my red flag still gonna, you know, go back up. But um that is what TMZ is reporting. Now if you haven't gone to our website, Area21 Podcast dot com to see all of the entertainment news stories that we have um, posted during this week, you might want to go over there and then head to our Instagram, Area 21 Podcast, and look to see of all the entertainment news stories that have been posted for the Sip and Sit that we didn't discuss um, tonight. So make sure you go and check out that. And that is it because, you know, the tea is still hot. Now, if you got any tea that you want me to report, just send it. On to uh through our Instagram DM us or you can um email us. So that's it for the 6th and six.
0: That's what's up. You know why I don't believe none of this Drake shit because Drake been hot for a minute. Like Drake been, yeah, Drake, I, been Drake been in the top for like, a minute and now years. and now all of a sudden he just he just like impregnated women. Like yeah. that quick,
1: like, yeah. like, goddamn! Drake it Drake either. just got all just, of
0: his time in, and now he want to start fucking think, people wrong. I mean, I, I don't believe it either. I think
1: his heart said with Rihanna. So. <laughs>
0: but you know what's crazy? You know the last the last chick, what's her name? Layla Layla something. She was like she, they, you know, they found out she was doing that for the followers. So. Oh
1: yeah,
0: you know, but this girl she's supposed to be a porn star. She need more followers. I don't know. That shit wild. Wow. And uh Joe Thank Budden do need to sit down. But it's crazy, like you uh if you watch the I watched the whole the whole Joe Budden and Lil Lil Yachty thing. And it's crazy that, you know, we in this news cycle era where everything gets taken down to a you know, a forty five second clip or whatever you know, whatever you can fit on Instagram and Facebook or whatever. But the full thing was like, you know, I think it was maybe like almost uh, a half an hour. But at one point, literally maybe like for like a minute or two, Joe Budden like really got kind of like, he got, he didn't really get angry. He was just like, oh my God. Like he just was like kind of outraged or shocked. And it was about that. But they actually ended up having a decent conversation. And one thing I will say is I don't necessarily subscribe to Lil Yachty's music, but listen if you listen to him talk... He's actually like you know what i'm saying he has a he has a decent mindset going about So, and I can respect that he's got a good business mind too, you know what I'm saying, so he's he, you know i, I can kinda i can kind of i can get behind him as a young man, you know what I'm saying he's only nineteen years old like that was one thing Well, like i i i just you know i i think everybody should just watch the whole interview. Joe Biden is crazy. Like, we all know Joe Button crazy. The man was on, uh, what was it, couples therapy going off? Like, Joe Biden crazy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. the reason why they got him on that show. Like, He's crazy. Like, you know,
1: I think he did drugs or something, too, though. So. I mean, probably so. Probably so.
0: D- drugs or anything but weed because weed is not a drug.
1: I want to know why all these beautiful women, like, in the industry keep dating him. Like, Ashley, correct me if, if I'm wrong, but like who? Who some of like celebrity women was he dating? Um, was he, he dating Nicki Minaj at one point or? Um no, he was dating um, And Santana. That oh, Tahiri. Um, no, he, he was dating Tahiri, and she was on Loving Hip Hop New York. And then he started dating um, Kaylin, um, who is I think she's like an IG model dancer or whatever. But she was on season three of um, Loving Hip Hop um, New York. So he actually was messing around with Kalen while he was with Tahiri, and then in season four of Loving Hip Hop New York, that is when he was still with Tahiri, but he proposed to Tahiri, and she turned him down. Now, last year, he and Finn Santana were all having friends, but then they started um, having a relationship, and a lot of People, like, I guess her fans, and you know, once it got out on social media, everybody was like, Wow, why are you dating Joe Button? Because, um, um, there was another, there was another, um, incident. I forgot the girl, um, who the girl was, said that, um, she was very, you know, abusive and, um, just did a lot of stuff. He was, he was, uh, on drugs, like, all of that, um, which he was. And, you know, now since Santana is dating him, like, yeah, that's what I thought. She's the Hispanic it, it girl that used it, to really, be gay, right? <laughs> She's yeah, girl with, uh, she Erica used to Mina, right? with Erica Mina, right? Yeah, Erica Mina. So, um, yeah, but uh, it, it's really weird to see these two together. And now, you know, you come for Joe Budden, then she'll come for you, Um but uh, but yeah, so it, it's really weird just to see them together. But hey, whatever floats your boat, singer, keep doing it. I do. Mean. Yeah. it's a tough the
0: day. Just it's a tough mm-hmm. day. We just said more than five minutes talking about Joe Button. Lord have mercy. We let this man get relevant again. <laughs> hey, again. Yeah, no. Listen, Joe, you listen.
1: Relevant? No. More. Now, we now have on to. This fire, we you. have
0: so. to stop this right now because we cannot let Joe Button get relevant again, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. We cannot let this happen. Listen. Well, no, no.
1: wonder shall prosper.
0: No, that is leave them, leave them behind. <laughs> um. Oh, Ash, I forgot to send you this. Uh, this T here, but uh, this here oh, shit. Silly. This here shit. We can't even. We can't even post this to our uh to our uh, social media or our website because it's just it's just too graphic. Uh, but Benzino is out here eating ass. Uh-uh.
1: <laughs> oh. Oh, yeah, um, his side chick when he was with Althea, aka Cece, um, yeah, yeah. she just did expose him, um, she about and she got a picture um, of him
0: eating her ass while she eating yeah, the apple she in, she in the kitchen. Wow,
1: she out of him, She got a picture. She got a picture of him on top of her,
0: like he like he busting the serious nut.
1: No mm-hmm. neck benzino. No neck benzino, bro. You gotta no you ass you gotta <laughs> around with, bro. I mean, Crowd trap, <laughs> <Crab> trap
0: benzino. Crowd trap benzino.
1: I mean it's real sad.
0: Yo, she got a picture of him eating her ass. She got a picture of him looking like a scared old man, uh, trying to trying to fuck her while she cooking something in a pan. It's what like I'm trying to figure out like Hey, me? Like, I I'm gonna,
1: I'm finna,
0: I'm going send it to you, cause I'm just trying to figure out how you find your. Like he got to be an old ass man. He, cause he literally don't even look like he know that he's he getting photoed in the pictures. You know what? Ash, you got them. I I know I got them. I you know
1: you, I know where you can go see them. I,
0: <laughs> you know what? No, I'm a look. Go ahead and post them to the Area 21 Instagram. we only going to put them on Instagram, but that means it's going to be on the website, too. So who gives a fuck? But y'all got to see this shit. Benzino is out here eating ass. <laughs> no neck, Benzino. Benzino is How out here eating ass. How
1: ass
0: with no neck? You need in, the you. in the kitchen. In the kitchen. with your neck.
1: Looking
0: hungry. I'm talking about he looked He's hungry. He's probably touching them crabs and stuff in the kitchen. <laughs> I'm right. He looked hungry.
1: Poor man.
0: He looked hungry, man, oh my goodness. But yeah, let's hop into tonight's topic, because I'm excited. You know, last week, uh, episode 11, we got really, really in-depth, really deep. Uh, You know, thank you to both of my beautiful co-hosts for being so transparent. Uh, We got a lot of good feedback on the episode, so thank you everybody who listened. Uh, And uh, pass it along to somebody. Hopefully somebody, you know what I'm saying, can use the information or just the testimonies and, you know what I'm saying, make a change for the better. Uh, there was a couple of uh, good resources that we gave away last week. So definitely, if you haven't listened to Episode 11, definitely go back and listen to Episode 11. Right now, that's probably one of, you know what I'm saying, our our top episode. So uh, we'll pin it to our Twitter, uh, Area21Podcast, on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. That's Area, the number 21 podcast, and also Area21Podcast.com. Um, but tonight's topic, uh, so that we can kind of, lighten the mood and you know i'm saying because last week was kind of heavy uh tonight's topic is let's get quizzical uh where i'm going to ask a couple of random questions to uh to everybody we'll all give our answers for it and um and you know we'll see what everybody what everybody's answer is uh some of these questions black butterfly a millie have seen some of them they have not so, you know, they've had, a, you know, because some of these questions are kind of, you know what I'm saying, insightful. So, you know, I wanted to give them some time to kind of think of their answers to formulate, you know. I wanted to kind of be an open book test, you dig. So we'll start off the first question. Uh, and, Amelia, I'll get your answer first. Uh, but what moment in your childhood would you like to return to?
1: Uh, let's see. What moment I would like to return to? I guess, um... Perhaps it has to have been in elementary school. I think I was trying to run um <laughs> for like third grade representative and I had like a speech and everything. And you know, matter <laughs> of fact I was thinking about this the other day and I was like, if I can return back in that time, knowing what I know now. I could take it back then, and probably would have won that little third grade representative. <laughs> but, um, but to be honest, really, um, my childhood, like that, that around that age, where I didn't have to worry about, um, what was going to happen tomorrow, what was going to happen next. As an adult, like I'm little, like. I, my whole focus was just being a kid, playing, watching cartoons, playing video games. If I can go back, that, that during that time, it seemed like everything was so carefree and everything was so easy. And now, being an adult, you got bills, you got jobs, you got families to take care of. You know, some people are married. You know, you it is like if I can go back then, I, I was so – I didn't have to stress about anything. So if I could relive being around that age, third, fourth grade, and – and stuff like that, I, I would go back
0: to that. I would would, would live my, my elementary school childhood. Okay. Like what if what moment in your childhood would you like to return to?
1: Um, I think I would return to probably ninth grade. So how old were we, about fourteen, fifteen? And ninth grade? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, a lot of people talk about horror stories from their high school years. Let me tell y'all something. I had a freaking bomb. Like, <laughs> my entire high school, like, you know, matriculation, like, it was bomb. Like, especially... Um, you know, once everybody started really coming out of our shells, because, you know, when you are, um, underclassmen, you're kind of scared at first, you know, Mm -hmm. you're worried about the upperclassmen girls looking at you and folks talking about you or whatever. So you definitely try to stay in your lane or whatever. But, um, I can say that probably around junior year going into senior year, a lot of us really came into our own and blossomed and, um, senior was a good year for me, you know, from winning, um. Miss Booker T. Washington High School to make kind of junior Mids, getting scholarships, and just overall just having fun with my friends. I know at one point in high school, I don't know if this was junior year or senior year, but we was having bomb threats all the time. <laughs> and after yeah. after wow. a while, nigga. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So after a <laughs> while it just got real repetitive. So instead of going outside, we went out home for a house and we just kicked it. We had like a straight up party, like supposed to be at school and we was going to say house, like kicking it. Or dunce's house playing pool, like kicking it. So I mean, we really had some good time. Ashley, me and her she know, like we got jokes from ten like ten years ago when we were in high school, <laughs> yes. like and we still laugh at till this day. So if I could go back to any point in my ch I had a great childhood, like just growing up, period. But I think probably that was my favorite, you know, between being in a band, like the band was a bomb when I first got to high school. Um, just everything. Like, you know, we had the quintessential high school experience. Like we had the football jocks that all the you know Girls went crazy over. We had the cute cheerleaders, you know. We had. I just enjoyed it. So that that would be it for me. I would go back to high school.
0: Everybody wanted cute or ugly motherfuckers, but I ain't gonna get on that. But um, yeah. what a moment! Was to, I was about
1: to say well, I, ain't say, so, I mean, I didn't say yeah. everybody now, but there were some. Well, okay? Everybody on <laughs> like it now. <laughs> Well, let me stop. You know age.
0: people. Let me stop 'cause You know people. People at home listen to us Ashley's see around us, so we don't want nobody mad at us. And y'all to be who? mad at me because I said they would keep Y'all the not want are
1: me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if you if you got a problem, with me calling you ugly, that means you thought that you, you think you ugly. You mad at me calling you out? Hit me up. Hit me up. Hit me up. Hit me up. Friday day four day four Let me know. <laughs> <laughs> Let me know you mad at me, King Friday 4-6. Tell me you mad because I called you ugly. I still love you. But um, I'm trying to think, real quick, My uh, what moment in my childhood I would go back to. I would say any of the July 4th around the lake, because of course, that's my birthday, but any of the July 4th around the lake. Yeah. Any, any yeah. of from any from any point in time, you know what I'm saying? Because that was always, you know, it was always kind of, because, you know, especially with us and our group of friends, like, you know what I'm saying? We was always safe, and you know what I'm saying, yeah. Cause you know, you know, you know how it is. You know how it is in the four six home. Everybody always like, you know, it's it's gonna get crazy out here. You know what I'm saying? A lot of a lot of stuff happens on that day, but you know, with us and our group of friends, we was always, you know, somewhere enjoying each other's company, being safe, having fun. Yeah. You know, we go yeah. around the late, have a little have a little fun. You know what I'm saying? And just you know what I'm saying? That shit was the oh man, that shit was the best. But yeah, that's that's the moment. I will go back to any of the fourth of July's round of late. Um, next question. Uh oh, I like this one. I, uh Black Butterfly, I'm gonna get your answer first. What's the one message you would leave to yourself on your teenage voicemail?
1: Okay. So after you, this could. is this is
0: after you to listen to the two minute intro mm. <laughs> of you playing some soft R and B like, Yeah. it's black butterfly. <laughs> Leave I definitely would have been beat. playing
1: B2K in my background. <laughs> that definitely, either B2K or Pretty Ricky would have been on my voicemail, number one, okay? Yeah, it's um, Pretty Ricky. Yes. But if I could leave myself a voicemail, um, I definitely would tell myself not to be pressured by society, you know, whether it was our small society in Tuskegee or just the grander scale of society. Uh, as far as deciding right now what you want to do for the rest of your life, you know, looking at my siblings, you know, I have one that is 17, going on 35, because she really thinks she's grown. And then I have another one that just turned 19. You know, that is, that is, that's really young. That, that's really young. You know, 17, 18 to be making a decision on what you want to do for the rest of your life, that's really young. You're barely like, fully developed. You know what I mean? And I feel like society put way too much pressure on us to just go out in the world and just do it, do it right now. I mean, I'm gonna be honest, I didn't even know like what I wanted to do. um, As far as my college career, my mom kind of recommended that I go into journalism or psychology or communications or or something like that. Because you know, I was always friendly, I had a lot of friends, I was a great listener, um, a good speaker. You know stuff like that, so she kind of just you know pulled from my qualities as a person and was like, hey, why don't you major in this? But you know, I feel like I didn't have a chance to explore. You know, like who really is, you know, Marissa? I I would you know think think about it, y'all. Seventeen, eighteen years old. We were debt free, y'all. We were debt. L- listen to me, debt free. I'm talking about no rent for the for the most part, no car payment definitely not no student loans. I feel like if I know what I know now, I would leave myself a voicemail to say, girl, don't you sign them Salome loans. You need to go and see the world. Like, get you a little job, make you a little money, but, like, try to take a trip, like, every couple months. Like, visit different countries. Visit different cultures. Try to learn a different language. You know, try to create your own lane and explore entrepreneurship or try to hone in on – you know, some type of domestic skills that could possibly make you money, such as sewing or cooking or just really explore the aspects and the faucets of who is Marissa, you know what I mean? Because I knew who I was, but at the same time, I didn't, you know. I've done a lot of growth. I came out of my shell a lot, you know, since then, and I'm more comfortable being me, you know. I never really was trying to be perfect. I mean, I was always me, but... You know, now I'm not afraid to say, yeah, I like to swerp. Yeah, uh, yeah, I like to smoke, hoop-y. you know what I mean? Yeah, I like to have a couple of drinks, whereas back then it was kind of like, no, nah, you know, those, well, I wasn't participating in those things. But even if I was, it was something that I feel like I probably wouldn't have been as comfortable saying aloud, you know, like I am now. And now I'm allowed, you know, out loud, I'm Marissa, this is me, like, this is what I do. Like, I don't really care, like, what you say. Like, I, I'm definitely a party girl, but I'm about my shit at the same time, you know, as far as my career, as far as my education or whatever. And I'm going to live my life. So, um, sorry if I went off on a tangent, but essentially, guys, if I could leave myself a voicemail, it definitely would be do not listen to everybody talking about go straight to college and blah, 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 blah. i get you a little job and make some money and explore different options. To Success and take your time to see the world instead of just running straight to college because that's definitely not the only way to be successful, so that that would be my voicemail That's what's up,
0: okay, hey millie I want your answer to this question. I'm gonna give you a different question okay. you have okay. you have scissor hands like it was scissor hands from the movie. How do you make a living? <laughs> And it can't be what he did in the movie, which was cutting hair and, you know what I'm saying, trimming bushes. So you got scissor hands. How are you going to make a living?
1: <laughs> oh, damn. Okay. I got scissors for hands. Um, yes. Oh, you know what I'll do? Okay, you know, um, I will probably be like, well, I can't, uh. Uh, be on Instagram and nothing like that. I would have somebody run my little social media account. If you got a man that's cheating on you, and you want me to slash his tires for you, I would do that. See? Okay? If that's how you look. Yeah, that's a an a million. million answer. You, that is an a million. million answer. You can make a million from that. I mean, do you know how much, How many dudes cheat out here, and the girls say up like just slice and dice the tires? You know, I just do that. I do. I will you up. Fuck, see. You know, I'm using, I'm using my, my, my hands for good, you know, so the nigga can't get away. And if the girl want to beat his ass, you know, hey. You got to add thing. in that package
0: deal. got to add in that package deal. Be like, if you want me to cut up his clothes. Yeah, <laughs> <cut> <laughs> up his
1: clothes <laughs> and scrape up the car. You know, that that's an added bonus. You, I i is extra for that. But see, ain't even keen I can make a living like that with hands. I mean, come on, slice and dice. <laughs> <laughs> I can fuck up some shit, okay? But, yeah, I probably would do that. I, I probably would do that, though. Um, not that I have. I have never done it. But, you know, if I had hands like that, if I couldn't do nothing else, you know, you know y'all know, you ladies give me a call. Shoot, sure, We can go up there and, and deal with his car ourselves.
0: Do not, do not be incriminating yourself on here. Um, <laughs> Black Butterfly. This is this is your next question. I'm gonna get your uh, response on this. Uh, but you have a 93 inch television somewhere in where you live. I don't know. Don't ask how it fits. that, But you have a 93 inch television. But you can only watch one TV show anytime you turn that TV on. What TV show are you going to
1: watch? All right, y'all. Let me go ahead and tell y'all. Let me go ahead and tell y'all. It's going to be the ID Investigation Discovery Channel. That's what I've been <laughs> watching all day, all night. I mean, you know, like, I love looking at the little murder mystery shows, and no, I'm not crazy for anybody that think they finna going to have something to say. It's just the inner psychologist in me. I want to know the why of your behavior. So I'm interested in watching the show because I need to understand the backstory. I need to understand the underlying issues. I need to know who uncle did, what. I need to know who slept with who. Who cheated on who? Like I want, I need to understand exactly how your brain is working and exactly why you decided to do what you wanted to do. I be getting so mad, y'all. be like, man, why she killed that nigga man? Why? I don't know why she do that. So <laughs> that would be my show because I'd be all into it. Like, dang, I need to. Why she do that though? Or why she do that? <laughs> so that would be what I would be watching. I would be watching Investigation Discovery. Plus, you can learn a lot. You know, my boyfriend in law enforcement and stuff like that. Literally, y'all. He he sits up here and does home invasion drills with me. So I learned a lot from the show. I'd be like, all right. So so-and-so got caught up because she walked in the house and was like, hello, is anybody home? But me, I ain't going to do that. I'm just going to crack the door open a little bit it look a little dark in there. I'm going to close it up and get back in my car roll roll <laughs> or pull out, my, pull out my 22, pull out my mace, and I'm going to be ready for them or whatever. So that's what I was like. She's
0: going to that bed locked
1: and loaded. <laughs> oh, yeah. We got plenty of artillery over here. Just let Ooh. y'all know. Run on, get done up for real. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, investigation discovery, y'all. I know that probably was unexpected, but that's that's what I like. To
0: watch. <laughs> hey, hey, Millie, what what TV show would you be watching? Uh, well, yeah, what, t- what what what's the one channel you would have on? Uh.
1: Hey, is there
0: some
1: absentee going on? I don't know. Hey, Miller. Lady gone, son.
0: Hey,
1: she, she probably muted herself
0: again. You know how she be
1: Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't got too excited. Hello? <laughs> Girl? <Yeah. laughs> where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Hello? Hey. Ashley, yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm not muted. Hello. Uh,
0: yeah, we can, can hear, hear
1: you. I wasn't muted.
0: Huh?
1: <laughs> I was not muted. We we can hear, hear you. Man.
0: We hear the words you said. I
1: was like, hello. <laughs> hello? <laughs> <laughs> okay, nah, no, we what can we was hear nothing again. Now? <laughs>
0: <laughs> the question is: If you had a 93 inch television in your house, but you can only watch one channel anytime you turned it on, what would that one channel be?
1: Lifetime, 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 Lifetime. <laughs> I got to see. I love watching all the um the the movies, the cheap movies, the soccer movies. I like them all. Like I got to watch that all day. I I literally watch Lifetime, probably like every night before I go to sleep. I'm always watching some kind of movie because I got to know what makes these people do what the the fuck they do. So I have to watch it. And then it's so interesting because they have biopics and, I mean, I love biopic movies so I I have to watch Lifetime. It gotta be because it's always something good, and it always be white people that be doing some dumb stuff in the movies. So I just have to like try to figure out why they do the same do the shit that they do. So I mean, hey, all the little the little stalker movies, the the um the the wife getting all the money because the husband done, um gone to jail or died or something like that. And she spends all the money. I like the movies like that is, that is really good? So yeah, that. I I, if I had, if I have like a big old TV like that, it'll be on Lifetime.
0: <laughs> I think my channel would be uh, National Geographic. That'll probably be my channel. Nat Geo. Yeah, yeah, get that Nat Geo. They got a little bit of everything in there When I don't want to watch, I turn that bitch off. But um next question. A <laughs> hey, Millie, at what age did you learn the most about sex?
1: <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Look, let me uh mute my phone so I can listen. <laughs> well, oh love. oh For real, okay. Um probably about sixteen. <laughs> <16? laughs> That's when I really learned about everything. I mean, literally everything. Just like a little appetizer, I guess you want to say, you know, with with guys. guys. But it wasn't until, like, I got older, maybe in college, like, I really learned the essence of sex. Like, what it means to really um, be involved with a person that you love yeah in high school, I mean, come on, that was probably puppy love. I ain't know too much about it, but being with a man growing like as I got older, understanding um like what he what he wants and him understanding what I want in a sexual relationship or in a relationship period, that's when I learned about sex when I got like to college, learning you know the essence of a man, really. So, but, I mean, I had a little appetizer, like, when I 16, you know, I'm a teenager. But it, it didn't, you know, percolate or escalate till I got to college, So,
0: Man, that <laughs> a, a hot topic now. You got <laughs> hot. <laughs> a hot
1: little hot, a little toast down. <laughs> like
0: warm, but, um, <laughs> Black Butterfly, same question. At what age did you learn the most about sex?
1: Um, I have to agree with Ashley on that one. Of course, you know, in high school, like that's all that a lot of people doing and or some folks well, some folks be lying though. Some folks be lying on other people, just spray rumors and stuff and you just hear little stuff, but you know, you don't really know exactly the like she said, the true essence of what sex is. It's so much deeper than just S E X sex. You know what I mean? So I believe that I learned the most um in college in particular, you know, when when I met my current, you know, partner, um, it's just it's just a deeper connection. You know, it's just it's it's a different feeling when you can be completely open. You know, what I mean, like in the car and the shower, like you know what I mean, like just not afraid to see each other, like butt, booty naked, and just being able to just release, you know, like and just connect. You know, so I feel like, you know, even, like, with the orgasm, I, I didn't even know for a long time that there's a difference between, like, a vaginal and a clitoral orgasm. And, you know, I've experienced them both, you mm-hmm, know, with my partner mm-hmm. being, you know, being in love and, you know, stuff like that. So I definitely would say college. I definitely would say college when I started dating. Um, my current maiden, you know, we fell in love and, you know, it was on a deeper Intimacy level, and you know, and still is by the way, <laughs> but yeah, so that would be my tidbit. What about you, AJ? Since you asked me that, oh, she <laughs> Goddamn, yesterday,
0: <laughs> yep. every day I'm learning more, every day I'm learning more. So, yesterday Aww. would have been, you know, yeah. <laughs> um, let's see, um, like, what if I get your answer first on this one? Name five people, dead or alive, that you would invite to a dinner party.
1: All right. Now, I'm going to have to take a little time to think about this. But the first one is going to be the most cliché one. I don't care what y'all say, but Beyonce, <laughs> she got to come to the party now. Yes, uh, yes Mother B. Yeah, Mother B got to come to the party. Um, Let me see. Who else will come to my party? Uh, I, I will say Chris Brown, but I'm scared he'll get a little too turned up, so he can't come. Uh, let's see. I invite Childish Gambino to the party because I feel like he is just so dope and he has so many. I like multifaceted people. I like people that can always wow me and surprise me. I feel like Ch- Childish Gambino would be that. Oh, definitely Michelle and Block Obama. So that's four. And let me see who would be my fifth. Hmm, Aaliyah. I think Aaliyah would be my fifth. Um, I was going between her and, and Michael Jackson as far as someone that had passed. Because listen to me, when I was younger, you couldn't tell me I won't go marry Michael Jackson. When I got older. My mom said every time I that man came on TV, I was stuck like glue. I was in love with Michael Jackson, but Aaliyah was my girl. I actually remember when she died. I cried when she died, and I feel like she was so unique. Really, that whole crew, like her, Timberland, Magoo, Missy, like that sound, that R&B sound they had ain't never going to be nothing else like that. Like, it was just otherworldly, that sound that they had. So um, I would have to have Aaliyah. So that would be my five. So who who did I say? Beyonce, Barack Michelle, Aaliyah. Childish Gambino. And, and Childish Gambino.
0: That'll be who'll be at my dinner party. That's what I love. I love. I love what Black Widow's probably saying. Otherworldly. It'd be kind of like I'm walking into a wide open room full of mystery and
1: yes, other that's other
0: what world. I want you to see. Uh, hey Millie, what what five people you you would invite oh, to your dinner party?
1: Well, I have to agree with Marissa because number, number one, number one, number one, number one, number one would be. Mother Beyonce, because, you know, that's my bestie, too. You know, I am, like, going to be, like, a super aunt when she she's dropping twins. So she got to come to the party. I mean, B can set it out. I just need her to perform for a so we can get crunk. The second person I would have to invite will be, um, uh, even though she's no longer here, but Mother Whitney you said she got the come. Whitney Whitney would be here at the party, but um, you know, I will keep all the no no drugs are allowed at my party, so um, so she won't dibble and dabble, so she will be there um, I got to get my girl Kim Kardashian there she will be there um. Cause of course she just slays, and I I just have to have um ladies there that's gonna slay at my party, so we can be all on Snapchat and be like, hey y'all, y'all at like the party or something like that, y'all like, but yeah, she got to come um. Uh, I got to bring The Rock in because, I mean, he's just so sexy, bald head, big muscles and stuff. I mean, he could just come to the party and just pick me up one good time. Wait a minute. (laughs) That's all I would want him to come. And then, last but not least, I would have um, Rihanna. Rihanna be turning up at these parties. So she got to come and she got to turn up with me. So um and then do you know a little song here or there I, I I want performers there too so um yeah that was the um basically the five people who I have
0: I swear you had about seven <laughs> I mean I would,
1: throw, I, would throw, I would sneak I more I in too I have to well, have no. my boy Con- I would have to have my Ooh. boy Kanye West there too because he could perform too. Okay, All so right,
0: she's trying right, to have a real party, party, not a dinner party. I am <laughs> not coming to her party. She she got Tanya <laughs> and Kim. Hell no, they going to bring their house drama <laughs> there. Negative. No, nah, I ain't got time for it. you trying to film an episode of Love Hip Hop. Exactly. I you ain't, coming, I, I, ain't come, I ain't coming to that party. Um, let me see, my five people. I would, uh, I would have Rihanna because I think she's so fucking cool and I know she'll roll one up with me. Uh, Rihanna. Currency, um, Bob Marley.
1: Oh, yeah, mm.
0: Uh, mm. Rick James and Charlie Murphy. Not he
1: Rick James. Know.
0: Yes, and Charlie Murphy those will be, be my five those will be my five those will be my five right there yeah 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 Rihanna, Currency Bob Barley Rick James and Charlie Murphy
1: that's gonna be rough
0: boy, I can't tell that party that thing gonna be lit boy Woo-hoo! lit I'm talking about plenty plenty of plenty to go around um, let's see. I'm going to do probably, like, two more. Uh, hey, Millie, what is your favorite musical era or decade?
1: Oh, my favorite musical era and decade will have to be between um the 60s and the 70s. Like, I love Motown. So um, I love The Temptations, Diana Ross and the Supremes, um, Martha Reeves and the Vandellas. Like, I love that era because I listen to um, old school music like that. So um, that would be like one of my, that's my favorite musical genre is the 60s and the 70s. Okay.
0: Black Butterfly, what's yours?
1: Mine would be 70s and 90s. 70s were just absolutely fabulous. Like, I always said that if I was like a teenager, like one that's old enough to actually go to club, I would need to be in the 70s. Child and dress. I mean, they was dressed to the nines all the time. You had sequins, you had friends, yeah. you had fur, you had diamonds, you had big hair, you had lashes. And that's just so me. So. I would definitely love, I love 70s. Disco then, era. The yeah, disco era, exactly. But the 90s, bruh, the 90s, folks was kicking it in the 90s. We was kids, but, like, folks that got a chance to, like, kick it, you know, like, be an adult in the 90s. They was going to Freak Nick and all of this and, you know, C and just, you know, wow. all these total and just, child, they had a good time in the 90s, honey. So, One, one that good would thing be about the
0: first. 90s, one good thing about the 90s is, uh, we had the privilege of growing up in Tuskegee, Alabama, home to the infamous Players Ball. So, <laughs> and I
1: never got a chance to go. Yeah. So,
0: oh,
1: <laughs> my, my mom would not like to go to the Players <laughs> Ball. My mom never seen it either, but I used to sneak up in there though.
0: So I do I
1: couldn't even tell you
0: what it looked like. Mm, lit. That's what it looked like. <laughs> Look like a little freak dick. Lit. Yeah. <laughs> um, anybody that knows me knows my favorite musical era will be the funk era. I ain't found a funk song that I don't really like yet, and so I, like, take me back. Parliament, Brick, Jazz, it just take me back to all the funk. I Funk is my shit. Um, yeah. So, last question. I'll make this count. Butterfly, we'll start with you. How do you correlate money and happiness?
1: Okay. Um, I correlate money and happiness with just being able to breathe freely. Um, I pray all of us get to a point where you know, money is not an issue. Um, but I want to be wealthy and have money, not so that I can, like, buy a house that's all marble and 24-karat gold. I want the freedom to breathe. I want to not worry about any, like, creditors calling me, you know, about no bills, calling my family about no bills. I don't want to have the clock in and out of nobody's job. If I want to laying in bed all day and rub my feet and toes together under the cover. I want to be able to do that and not worry about, oh, well, do I have any P- uh, PTO or paid time off to do that? Or, you know, for some people, they don't even get paid time off if they miss work. It's just, you know, uh, it's just missed hours out they check. Um, I, if it's somewhere I want to go, a vacation, I want to be able to jet set and just go, just drop everything and go and have the money to do that without having to budget for months you know what I mean, without having to worry about moving stuff around and making sure this is paid and that is paid, you know, before I can truly indulge, you know, in the things that I would like to do. Um, so that's what I correlated with, not necessarily uh, materialistic things. Now, I ain't gonna lie, I'm gonna have me a little Chanel, you know, I have a little, you know, a couple of Christian Labattas, you know, a little Louis Vuitton here and there, but really I want Money just for peace of mind, just for just for clarity, just for sincerity, just for freedom and just freedom just to be and do what I want and not have to be subjected to uh, I, pretty much enslavement, you know, to somebody else just so I can keep the lights on every month, just so I can keep food in my refrigerator. I just want to be able to literally be like a bird and just, just pick up with the wind and, and do what I want and not have to worry about finances.
0: Definitely. I definitely agree with you. Hey, Millie, how do you correlate money and happiness?
1: Mm. <laughs> ah, something to think about right there. I mean, um, I know we say money can't buy happiness. And I agree with everything Marissa said. Um, it, It's not about the material things, but just being able to be free. And just be able to live your life and, and, and just um do things that you wanna do. Um sometimes um, you know, shopping makes me happy. Um I mean, I sometimes I, I can correlate that to, you know, to money and it, cause that that makes me happy is being able to buy whatever I want because I worked for it and I earned it. But um just being able to just be free and live your life, you know, whether you you work you're working for it or or whatever, you know, um, it's just being free, you know, being able to go around the world and do and go on trips and everything and living your life, um, and not being broke and being tied down and and not having anything, you know, um, just being I, I like I said having the money to be able to do what you want to do or do what you love or go on an adventure and, and, and see things that you've never seen before or do things that you've never done before, you know, um, that that's how I kind of correlate it. Yes, it doesn't buy happiness, but at least, you know, it makes you feel stable to just having a little a something, you know, anything can happen, but as long as you just have, just have a little something, like it, it kind of, you know soothes you, soothes you, and um, it, it makes you feel safe and all right. But um, that's basically it. How I, how, how I see it.
0: Most definitely, and of course, I will end it with a quote, and this comes from the late great Nelson Mandela. Money won't create success; the freedom to make it will, and. I think that's how I would correlate money and happiness like money itself is just this you know this concept thing that man created uh, and the freedom to make as much money as you deem fit brings you happiness and or success like I, I, I correlate success and happiness uh, and success is whatever it is to you like success to you may not mean being a multi-millionaire it could just mean being comfortable enough, like, you know, all your bills are paid, your house paid for, cars paid for, uh, and, you know, you're you're able to enjoy life to the level that you deem is reasonable for yourself. That don't mean you got to be flying all over the world, first class, every every single flight, staying in penthouse suites. It could just mean, you know, flying economy. Uh, to different places that you want to see and staying in the Airbnb. Whatever is, you know, it's 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 individual-based thing. Stop, you know what I'm saying, trying to correlate other people's money and other people's supposed happiness for your own because we living in this, this social media time where, you know, we see people posting pictures and all of this stuff, and they could be miserable as the fuck. You could see people always in the club having the ball time of their life some kind of way they didn't gotten vip but you know what i'm saying they sleeping on the floor that ain't happiness they at the club drinking away their problems but they look happy while they're doing it right but they ain't really happy and not knocking people for going to the club or anything like that i'm just saying you know what i'm saying find out what your own happiness means finds out find out whether money is really what is making you happy but find out what money is doing that is making you happy Happiness for you could mean that you got enough money to see your mama happy. You know what I'm saying? That's what your real happiness is. And you know what I'm saying? You have enough money to give people around you jobs, make your dreams come true, and then make their dreams come true too. Find out how you correlate money and happiness. Nelson Mandela said money will not bring success, the freedom to make it will. Uh, but that will wrap up another episode, episode 12 of Area 21, The Underground Takedown. Y'all follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, Area 21 Podcast. That's Area, the number 21 podcast. Check us out at area21podcast.com. Also want to thank uh, com for being an official sponsor for the Urban Landscape. Now, like I said, go check out yeah. area21podcast.com. Click the Seisman link at the bottom of the page. So just, you know what I'm saying, peruse the website. You know what I'm saying? Let us know what you think. Hit us up. Area 21 Podcast, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, podcast.com. As always, it's your boy, King Friday, a Millie, Black Butterfly, coming at you live weekly. Shout out to Fly Girl Fashions. That's fly with two y's, F-L-Y-Y-G-I-R-L-F-A-S-H-I-O-N-S. Hit me up if you want to battle me on a spelling bee. Try that shit if you want to. I'm down for that shit. I spell, it. I spell it with my eyes closed. That's how you know that shit, right? seeing that shit. I'm visualizing these words as I'm spelling them to make sure I don't fuck up. I'm thrilled with this shit. Spell and be be challenged, y'all. I'm challenging you. Spell and be challenged. Hashtag spell and be challenged. Spell supercalifragilisticexpialidocious with your eyes closed and uh, do hashtag uh, spell and be challenged and tag me to it and we're going to see that. But yeah, Uh, Black Butterfly, Emily, any shout out? Oh,
1: Oh, shout-out to everybody that is tweeting us um, doing Ratchet Mondays on Twitter. Shout-out to y'all. Yeah. Y'all interact with me. Y'all make me keep it live and, and keep it on point. We do a, do this every Monday. Love and Hip Hop Atlanta and Basketball Wives LA. Well, shout-out yeah, to everybody on up. Twitter.
0: Don't forget, follow us, Area21Podcast on Twitter. That's Area number 21 Podcast. Like Butterfly, any uh, shout-outs?
1: Yes, yes, yes. I definitely want to shout-out all my friends that took the time out to come and celebrate a, a momentous occasion yeah, yeah, yeah. with me this past weekend. Um, I had people, you know, traveling from Alabama, people traveling from Nashville to Atlanta, and we had a grand time but in all sincerity um it just really humbles you you know to see that you know when you pour yourself into others they will pour back into you so i definitely thank my friends um for coming and celebrating um this new decade of life with me so shout out to all of you guys i love you guys and yeah, we talked up sure. my sister, we talked up yeah, yeah y'all were yeah. y'all yeah y'all were, lit we were lit now
0: I'm finna call the fire marshal for what I seen on on, on the videos. Oh, <laughs> like y'all place. got <laughs> y'all got too many black folks in one spot now. Y'all got the mood spread it on out, spread it on out. Yeah,
1: we had to eventually head out to 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 another little club, a little lounge, because the the uh, hotel room was getting a little lit. When you want to get kicked
0: out. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's what's up. So um, as usual, thank y'all, thank y'all so much, thank y'all so much. We constantly growing. We see the numbers. We appreciate y'all. Don't forget to follow us, Area Twenty One Podcast. If you can remember that, you can find us anywhere. Google us; we'll pop up. I promise. Area Twenty One Podcast dot com. Shout out to our sponsors: Fiverr, the Lumia, the best makeup brush cleaning device out here, and Seismen dot com. So head on over to Area Twenty One Podcast dot com. Check the links on the page, and you know what I'm saying. Support our sponsors; they support us, uh, and they help yep. us bring you this uh, this shit y'all like. So. As usual, episode twelve, we appreciate y'all. Area twenty one underground take down. It's your boy King Friday, Black Butterfly A Millie. We love y'all and we out.
1: Hello.